So why are we here, Mike? I think we're here to start a podcast. Welcome, motherfuckers. Uh, listen to Wes and Mike waste time watching TV, season five, episode seven. Yeah, and this is season two, episode one, the season premiere of uh, The Office UK. All right, Brian's Brian's here. Get, getting, he's starting the day with us here. Okay, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. He wants to fight. All right. Guess what, bud? Well, hey. Uh, we made it. Yeah. Anything anything been going on? Uh, with me? Yeah. Uh no. Not much. Been pretty quiet. My uh beer free my beer cooler froze up. Take all the beer out of it and drink it. <laughs> just, just you had to suffer through drinking beer. No. I drank some of it, but put the rest back after I cleaned it up and How did it freeze? Well, this it seems like it was just water, so it seems like it was condensation. So I know at one point um, the door got left open a little bit, so I don't know if like that's what happened. Mm. And then it was in the back, so I never noticed it. Uh, condensation so the door, and the door got left open, and then just like that compressor was just running nonstop yeah. trying to get it. Yeah. So I turned the temperature up a little bit too. I had it set at like thirty-five, and so I have it at like thirty-eight. So. You know, pretty interesting stuff happening <laughs> yeah, yeah, around here. Yeah. Three degrees difference. Just every day in your life is just, you know. It's, Adventure. It's, yeah, it's, it's roll the dice, what's going to happen today. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, take all of that out of there. Who wants to hear that shit? Yeah. Should we just jump right into it? I don't know. Do you want to talk about Jesus for a little bit? No. Okay. Um, I just saw Jesus on the wall over there. <laughs> this is an interesting episode. Yeah, I, I think uh, we we get a little bit more of what we ended the last episode talking about, which was sort of the the unsatisfactory na- nature of being a worker in a capitalist system. And so I think we get Dawn's thinking about this of like she wants to do something that she finds meaningful. Yeah, and struggles with that. Yeah, so there's some deeply racist stuff in this one. And that very really, racist. Yes, that really. Uh... I don't know how I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this part. <laughs> well, there, there's no in words, at least. True. <laughs> True. And and we're not being racist. We're just pointing out that this character is very very racist. As is well, two characters are very very racist. Yeah, but I have to like repeat what, what, what they say. Yeah, what, one is very aware of his racism. Yeah, the other and, one's and just trying don't. to correct it, which only makes him sound more racist. Right. And then the other one's not at all aware of his own racism. <laughs> so so it's an interesting dichotomy between Gareth and David. That's kind of, and we talked about that a little bit, I think, in the last one. is like, you know, stop it, buddy. You're going to electrocute yourself. <laughs> That's a very expensive hard drive. Yeah, bite Wes instead of that. <laughs> Get down. Jeez. <laughs> um, but sort of Gareth just kind of being the uninformed unreflective id yeah where he, he thinks he's very like aware and, and we, we get a little bit of that in this one right um but he's not uh and then we get david who is aware but can't help himself for some reason right and and just fragile ego i don't know if we've used that term with with david or not mm. this season but he has such a fragile ego mm-hmm. and like any criticism at all is just basically like if you just criticize me for something very minor, like you're attacking my whole being. Right. And so so he always has to correct himself. It's like we saw in the last episode where he was, he called Tim in to see what, what, what the deal was. And when Tim told him, he basically just got super offended right. and told him how wrong he was. Right, yeah. That life in paper is very meaningful. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this will be an interesting one. Oh, Brian is feisty today. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I wouldn't let him eat my hard drive. Yeah, so you gotta let him, <laughs> let him, gotta let him bite your hand instead. Better than the hard drive. Oh, he's, he's, getting, he's, getting, he's got some boxing moves. Oh, once he get, 
You're getting you're getting him to the point where he might really get serious now. Right, Every to... once in a while he will. So you now you're dead meat. <laughs> hand is staying over here for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, and he at some point you won't notice, but he will come up and um, he, he will be attached to your arm. So be ready to bleed. That's all, all I'm right. saying. Well, all right. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interesting to see where this this season takes us because it seems like we got some interesting dynamics getting introduced. Yeah, um, I like the the stuff with Don. I think that's going to be an interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Don Don just seems like uh, that person that I think we all probably have in our lives where she has an idea about who she wants to be in the world, but just doesn't know how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So she's stuck in a relationship that she doesn't enjoy and, and stuck in a job that she doesn't enjoy. And she doesn't know how to get out of it. Right. I like that there, there's lots of archetypes in this in this show. And maybe there are in, in every show, but this one seems to be a little bit more pronounced. Well, it's interesting. The, the U.S. show has, I think they develop the background characters much deeper than they do on this show. Yeah. Like, well, and plus, it, but they do it over the course of yeah, years. nine seasons. Yeah. Well, like you get all these people and you get to see their personalities and they get actual stories and mm-hmm. stuff and like it's pretty much just about Gareth and Tim and Dawn mm-hmm. and David for the most yes, part. Yes, yeah. And even then you only really get snippets. Right. Um, which does make me think like, you know, for a lot of people that we work with, that's all we know, right? Or just these little sure. snippets of their lives. We don't really know who they are. We just know who they are like in this role. Mm-hmm. And... Tim and Don kind of flirt, you know, and they have like a good, or at least had a good relationship that that seemed to have some meaning to it or right. some depth to it, but that's gone now. But yeah, like how many people do you, do you work with? Like you, you know nothing about their internal life. Right. And so maybe, maybe this is capturing that, like that documentary style is capturing that to some degree here is just like all... All you're ever going to know is this person in this role. Right, it's <laughs> fucking keyed up. <laughs> I got him all worked up. I apologize. Brian, get out of here. We're buddies now? As you can see. Oh, Brian's place. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have those made? Uh, we got them as a gift. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, so you just showed me the coaster that your that your cup is on, and it yeah. says Brian's place. Yep. Yep. That's the name of this bar. <laughs> You want to talk about this show, or do you want to do some corrections? Oh yeah, let's do some corrections, some clarifications. Yeah. All right, buddy, you got to go. Some updates. So back in the uh, New Girl episode, we were talking about Zoe Dachanel, and you said she was married to Ben, ben Gibbard from uh, Death Cab for Cutie. I'm like, really? And uh, they divorced in 2012. Oh. I think they were married for three years, hmm. 2009 to 2012. So yes, they were married. Nice. Do we have any heavy metal updates we need to make for Brad? <laughs> no heavy, no. Well, your friend and uh, he should just give us random heavy metal facts that we can share. I bet he will. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian! <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over there? Get out of here! Get. <laughs> Old Brian's in trouble now. He knows it. <laughs> Exiled Brian upstairs. Yeah, he's a goner. <laughs> he's upstairs eating treats. Brad, is it? Brad. Yeah, hey, Brad, send us some random heavy metal facts that we can share on the podcast. Yeah, I bet people will love that. <laughs> so I, one thing we've talked about is how hard it is to follow uh, the dialogue in the show. Right. And not 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 just because, like, uh, I think the British accent, the way it's, mm-hmm. but there's so much, like, talking over each other. Right. And, like, people speaking in half sentences. Right. And it does make me wonder if this actually captures what real how real people talk. Right. And is this like is this scripted this way or is it like improv?ed So it's, it says it's written by David or uh, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. Every every episode says written by. Mm-hmm. And and I did buy a book of scripts. So I, I bought I bought the season two script book Ooh. of The Office. Fuck man. So, so that's been helping me out quite a bit. But even then, so there's like lots of little scenes, especially where people are just milling about and people are talking that are not in the script. Mm. So, so those must just be like, hey, we're just we're going to have the camera running. Right. You guys are in the scene. 
just talk to each other. Right. And so, like, I'm trying to capture all that, and and the, and I guess Gervais and Merchant think like, well, that that's not important stuff. Mm. David Brent speaks in half sentences so often. Right. And and it, and it makes me wonder, like, or like, or he'll say half the sentence, and then the completion of the sentence is him doing like a motion or something You're like that. Uh-huh. 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 And a lot of interjections. So yeah, yeah. In it. So in it. Yeah, yeah. TV being scripted the way it is, I, you know, I, you know, that's that's not how most sitcoms go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you don't talk over each other. Right. Like here's a line, then there's a line, then there's the next line, right. and uh, it does make me wonder if this, they just really try to capture, like how how real people talk in the world because it is a mockumentary. That's what you're trying to do. Right. Oh yeah, I went and looked up Sir, Sir John. Betjeman. Okay. So he, he wrote the he wrote the poem Slough, where he was sloughing off on Slough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that poem was in 1937. Oh. And Slough was just like industrializing at that point. And so this was a, so the poem was actually like a takedown of the industrialists who were turning this place into just like a, sort of an industrial wasteland. Mm. Um, so he was making fun of like what Marx would call the bourgeoisie, like the the rich people who own the factories. Mm. And so David Brent's reading it as if it's you know a modern poem, like a poem of his day. Right. And at that point, it was what seventy, seventy five years old or something. Right. Um, but he was a poet laureate from nineteen seventy two to nineteen eighty four, and he was knighted. So he's very beloved. And so it made me laugh because when when David Brent just goes overrated, that's like. Like he must be like our Robert Frost or something, you know, like somebody who like a poet who broke through to like the mainstream right. and everybody knows and he's very beloved. Right. And David Brent goes overrated nice. <laughs> after being poet laureate for twelve years. Right. Uh, oh yeah, you looked up Spando Ballet. That's right. What was that? So I thought it had something to do with Nazi Germany, right? Mm-hmm. Spandau Ballet could be. Uh, refer to the jerky movements of Nazi war prisoners hanged at Spandau prison. It sounds nice, but... No. <laughs> well, I mean, the words sound yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, Spandau it's, Ballet. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it flows off the tongue well, but why would you name your band that? That's, that's very dark. Yeah. Especially when <sighs> you're singing the song True. Which is <laughs> right. like the, A love song. <laughs> yeah, super, like, super cheese-filled love song. And then, and then, last episode, we were talking about a vicar. Yeah. So, so you were correct. A vicar is a fully ordained priest assigned to provide their services to a specific community or parish. Huh. So I don't know why you'd have to get the vicar's permission to throw confetti, but oh. apparently you do. Interesting. Sometimes I amaze myself with how just smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed every day. <laughs> uh. All right, that's all I got for for clean up and clarification. That's all. That's what we should call that segment. Okay. Clean up and clarification. Okay. Five seasons in, we came up with a, <laughs> we came up with a name for it. We're going to change the name of the podcast too. Oh yeah. In mid, mid, midstream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wes and Mike waste time watching TV and provide cool heavy metal factoids. Factoids. Yeah. <laughs> Facts, maybe. Definitely factoids. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, beginning of season two. Uh, did we say welcome to the show? I don't remember. I think I did. Okay. Well, let's do it again because I'll okay. probably cut that part out. Season seven. Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Wes and Mike Waste Time Watching TV season five, episode seven. Oh yeah, welcome. We made it again. Um, so yeah, so we're starting season two. Did you notice anything about season two compared to season one? Did I notice anything? Yeah. I think the video quality is way better in season two. Season one, the video quality was so grainy, and we talked, and you talked about that at the beginning yeah. about how terrible it looked. Yeah. And then I think season two starts out, and the the video quality is quite a bit better. I noticed this one had um, a scene before the oh before the opening before sequence before the opening sequence, mm. and last season it just started out with the opening sequence, right? Every time, okay. Yeah, well, I don't know about but, every yeah. time, but I feel like yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so this one we start out with. This one's uh, season two, episode one, called The Merger. We start out with uh, Tim's at his desk. He's got a new haircut. I don't know if you noticed that. I did Looks not. Looks a little more professional. Uh, Gareth comes walking in, sits down, puts his briefcase on his desk, opens it up, and uh, he just goes, na 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 
And so he's doing that, and Tim's just like looking at him, like, what? And as he's doing it, another guy sees him and joins in and comes over, and they're both doing it, and they, they really bring it to a big crescendo, and it comes to a great ending. And then David comes walking out of his office and starts it all over again because he just could not not be a part of this. Um, also, uh, there was a band in Portland called Menomina. Oh, yeah? Yeah, back in the like, mid-2000s. They were, they were pretty good. They, 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 they did all right. They toured a lot. They, were, they kind of had a national profile. Okay. So I did not, It took me a long time to like put those two things together that Menomina was, came from the Muppets. That <laughs> name came from the Muppets. Nice. So yeah, that's what. So they finished it the second time around, and then David kind of gets this dumb smile on his face and looks at Tim, and he goes Muppets, and then like walks <laughs> off, like yeah, no shit. Um, so now they do the, in, the the intro sequence, and then it goes to Tim, who's being interviewed. And he's like, "Well, I'm not giving up on the idea of university. It's not like I'm never going to go. It's just that I've been made a senior sales rep, which is a great opportunity for me." There's people coming from Swindon, which is new and exciting um, for me. And I'm 30, and it's time to grow up. And, it, you know, it's just that simple. So he's basically announced that he's giving up. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's giving into the system. Yeah. yeah but he's, and, he, and he's trying to talk himself into it. That, yeah. That it's a good idea. Right. Can, can I tell you my, one of my favorite uh, SNL like, uh, weekend update jokes ever? Sure. Was that, was when Tina Fey was on, is when Ford stopped making the Taurus, I think. Okay. And uh, so Tina Fey goes, so Ford has announced that they they will no longer be making the Taurus, so thirty year olds will have to find a brand new way to show the world they've given up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good joke. <laughs> so now um, we go to Tim and Gareth at their desks again. Um, Tim is talking on the phone to someone and he's basically reprimanding them in a kind way. He's basically saying, you know, we're supposed to be here um, and let's just mark it down as a lesson. Just have it to me by three today and we'll say no harm's done. So he's like trying to be a good, compassionate leader. Yeah, and I, and I think this is like the first sentence to, sh- to remind people like, oh yeah, he's moved from this role to this role. He's a boss now. Right. And just remind everybody, oh yeah, this guy's a boss. Yeah. So then, just as he hangs up, Gareth's cell phone rings, and Gareth is like, Gareth Keenan. And he's like, Ogie. Ogie, 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 Ogie. Oink, 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 oink. And he just keeps doing it over and over. To the, It's like one of those ones where it's funny, then not funny, then funny again, because he just does it for so long. And he's like, yeah, see you later, and hangs up. And Tim, Tim's sitting at his desk, and he goes, uh, do you do you still keep in touch with Ogie? <laughs> and like like he is ask, asking him like sincerely. Yeah. Gareth goes, that was just Ogie right there. And Tim goes, was he? He goes, how is he? And Gareth goes, he's fine. You don't even know him. Tim goes, no. I wish I did though. He sounds great. <laughs> Gareth goes, he is actually. And Tim goes, one thing, Gareth. When you're on the phone, could you keep the pig impersonations to a minimum? And Gareth goes, here we go. I've told you before, you can't tell me what to do. I'm team leader. And Tim goes, well, actually, Gareth, I'm senior sales rep, so yes, I can. Oh, Jesus, Brian's back. <laughs> Gareth goes, uh, team leader beats senior sales rep. And uh, Tim goes, no, actually, it doesn't. My job uh, title actually means something, Gareth. I got a pay raise. I'm on a new scale. Team leader don't mean nothing, mate. Gareth goes, excuse me, it means I'm the team leader or the leader of a team. Tim goes, no, it just means it's a title someone's given to you to get you to do things that they don't want to do for free. <laughs> it's like making the div kid at school the milk monitor. So I looked that up because I didn't know what div kid yeah. So I think it meant like developly developmentally uh, delayed uh-huh um oh, man. <laughs> which makes the next thing even yeah. more sad <laughs> and uh gareth goes or he goes no one respects them and gareth goes i think they do and tim goes no they don't gareth gareth goes yes they do because if the people were rude to me i would give them the milk last so it was warm <laughs> so basically admitting he was a div kid i guess yeah <laughs> oh man yeah and then Tim just kind of look, looks at him, on him like, Oof. 
Um, <laughs> Did not see that coming. <laughs> no. So now there's a guy outside of David's office, and he's trying to use a fax machine, and he can't figure it out or whatever. So he picks up the paper to walk away, and just as he walks away, David comes out, and he's got a magazine in his hand. And uh, he's like, oh, uh, just going through some old stuff. And the guy's, like, trying to walk away, and he's like, stops. And he's like, I found this. Do you, he's like, you remember that? Inside paper. And he holds up the magazine. It's called Inside Paper. He's like, it's a trade magazine for the paper industry, and my ugly mug is on the front. Embarrassing. And the guy's like, looks at him like, mm-hmm. And then David sort of just waves him off and and then awkwardly like walks back into his office, yeah. kind of like... The, the guy wasn't uh, appropriately reverential of David being on the front of inside paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> David does this thing that is... Uh, um, Ricky Gervais can act this thing that's complicated to act, I think, which is that um, embarrassment that you have when something that you think is going to be something doesn't go that way, mm-hmm. and then you um, try to play it off. Yeah. So, so it, yeah. This is this is good because it's like he's expressing like an external, right. like embarrassment, or no, like an external like overconfidence right and an internal embarrassment at the same time right and so you can like yeah you just pick that up every time he does it right and he does it so well you're right yeah so let's see here so now lee and dawn are at at her desk she's sitting on his lap Mm -hmm. and uh tim walks up puts a package on the desk and he's like uh someone's collect coming to collect this later if you could keep an eye on that and she's like okay and Lee, and then Tim says, "Lee, I wouldn't get caught behind here today, mate. Um, there's new people coming in, and top brass are milling about." And uh, he's like, "No, I'm going." And Lee's like, "Oh yeah." I'm, and he gets up and leaves. Tim then says to Don, "He's like, sorry about that. It's it's just that I've got to supervise everything and make sure it's all sort of, you know." She goes, "You haven't visited here for ages." And he goes, "Well, I'm busier now." And uh, sort of snowed under. And then she goes, you're all right, though, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And you? And she goes, oh, yeah. And she starts telling him a story, and the phone rings, and he kind of points at the phone mm-hmm. and then walks away. And she's obviously... So that's... A, so, uh, yeah. So she's trying to engage, and he, he won't. But um, mm-hmm. the snowed under, do you remember that? That's a David David Brent reference. Oh, <laughs> when they're yeah. At trivia night, and the, that's the right. nursing home calls. He's like, I'm a bit snowed under at work. <laughs> that's right. So you start to see Tim kind of like pick up these oh, yeah. like Davidisms. Oh wow, that's <laughs> that's a little deeper. Like I don't think, like when Jim became like a leader, he still was Jim for the mm-hmm, most part. Mm-hmm. He tried to maintain his independence or yeah. sense of self. Yeah. And that and that that is kind of what we're seeing with Tim is like he's losing that sense of self. So when he's trying to justify why he's staying and not going to university when he spent the like, you know, last mm-hmm. half of the season mm-hmm. talking about going to university and then deciding not to. Right. You you can kind of see his sense of self is sort of crumbling a little bit as he's becoming maybe a David clone. I don't know, maybe later in the season right. we'll see him become more of a David clone. I don't know. Yeah. So now um, you see David walking through the office towards Don's desk, and there's a guy standing there, um, pretty well put together dude mm-hmm. in a leather jacket. Um, one thing I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but that guy was pretty well put together. His tie was like to the waistline, which I think is a standard way to wear a tie. Yeah, that's what I would assume, yeah. Uh, uh, Tim's is like really short. <laughs> Did you notice that? I don't know. <laughs> Like he doesn't. Uh, I mean, he just doesn't know how to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to do it either. But uh-huh. so we find out that this is Neil Godwin from Swindon. Yes. Um, David says to the camera or to the office, he's like, Neil is Jennifer's replacement, and he's sort of overseeing. And then Neil goes, "I'm David's boss," and David goes, "Well, yeah, just a tiny a bit above me, uh, and that's only because." And you know, he basically wants to say is he he got voted five to seven, but. Uh, <laughs> Neil goes, I'm the U.K. manager, and I was sort of David's equivalent in Swindon, doing the same kind of job as him. Obviously, my branch closed, and now my staff are coming here. So essentially, I'm David's boss looking after him. And David's like, well, looking after is the wrong term to use, because we're both. And then he kind of says, turns and says, good to meet you, and shakes his hand, but doesn't really look at him. (laughs) It's like he doesn't want to, like show that reverence or whatever. Yeah. And I, I took it as like intimidation. So even though he wants to like, it goes back to that thing. He's like going to be overconfident on the outside, Yeah. but his like body language and shows like his emotional, like insecurities. Yeah. 
And Neil goes, well, we've met before. And David goes, have we? And he goes, Neil goes, yeah, Ipswich Conference. And he goes, David goes, oh, God, I was a wee little bit drunk. And uh, <laughs> Neil goes, yeah, for most of the week. <laughs> and then David goes, that doesn't sound like me, does it, Don? And he laughs. And he's like, you know, really proud. Yeah. And he goes, anyway, come to my boudoir. And then he goes, ooh, and does like that, like, limp wrist oh. thing. Uh, and then... So Neil is walking with her, or walking with him, and he's like, and David's like, is Jennifer coming? And he's like, well, she's on her way. And David calls her a part timer. <laughs> and then as they walk by the coat rack, he points at that fucking monkey on the top of the coat rack. He goes, monkey. That's an example of the laughs we have here. <laughs> and he does it the same t- way every time he like he points, and he's just like waiting for the person to laugh. Yeah. And nobody ever laughs. Yeah. So he just has to laugh and yeah. explain why it's funny to yeah. that person. Yeah. And then they think it's hilarious. <laughs> right. So now it's an interview, the interview with David, you know, to the camera. And he's like, sure, we're in potentially traumatic times, but they are exciting times with the merger. Things move fast. Only two weeks ago, I was telling them at the party I decided to stay after all. And you saw how relieved they were at that. But we've had personnel change of 20, 25% of the people coming and going, redundancies, some voluntary, some involuntary, which is always hard. I had to let my PA go. So, um, poor Karen. Parent Karen's gone. I liked her. I thought, I thought she would make a nice addition to the show. Yeah, so did David. <laughs> yeah, I liked her for a different reason. She seemed to, she seemed to um, bite back at David a little yeah. bit. Uh, he's like, last in, first out. Or which was, you know, really sad. It was upsetting, but I'm coping. <laughs> so, yeah. not the person who got fired. Right. It's just, you know, Poor he's coping. David. Yeah. He's like, I rolled with the punches, and as it turns out, Don can do a lot of that stuff anyway. <laughs> and then Neil and David are sitting at his desk, and they start, Neil's got some files out, and he wants to show David, and David's like pushing that copy of Inside Paper right. towards him with his picture on the cover right. of it. Neil goes to move it, and David's like, oh, is that in the way? And Neil's like, no, you're fine. And David picks it up and keeps it facing towards Neil, and he's like, uh, oh, look at that. He's like, uh, I got UK Manager of the Month in Inside Paper. And uh, he holds it up and shows him. And Neil's like, oh, you're looking quite young there. And David goes, well, yeah, I'm photogenic. And he goes, well, it's also 18 months old. <laughs> David goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to throw it away, definitely. I got it out to throw it away. Uh, and then he kind of goes and acts like he's going to throw it in the garbage, and he turns it around and he just sort of sets it gently on the top of the garbage. Uh, I, I, I didn't put this together, but this is like a flex on David's part, right? Oh, for sure. When, when Neil's coming, and I didn't think about that yeah. in, the, in that way until just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now we cut to Gareth and Tim, and Gareth has uh, got this cookie jar on his desk that's like the shape of a cop. Yeah. And every time he opens it up, the cop says, "Stop! Move away from the cookie jar." <laughs> is it is it a pig? Is it a pig in like a cop? Oh, I think uniform? it could be. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. It could be. So he opens every time he opens it. It says, "Stop! Move away from the cookie jar." And he just keeps doing it. <laughs> and he he's eating a cookie. And David walks up, and Gareth goes, "Do you want a biscuit?" And then he opens it up. And then the cop says, stop, move away from the cookie jar. And David thinks that's pretty great. This is highbrow comedy for David. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tells tells the the two guys that he's going to be, during lunch, the the Swindon group's going to come. They're going to do a meet and greet. And he'll be doing a speech. And he says, no heckling. Which, um, why would there be? But And then Gareth says, I've got a joke you can use. And so this is where we start getting into the uh, deep racism that I'm... Uh, struggling with uh david says we don't usually do jokes but go on so gareth says it's christmas time christmas dinner and the royal family is having dinner and camilla parker bowles says okay we'll play 20 questions i'll think of something you have to ask me questions and guess what it is so what she's and he goes so what she's thinking about is a black man's penis although he says cock cock i don't know this is tough uh and so, uh, so David goes. David goes. Trust Camilla. It's not racist, is it? Um, and Gareth goes, no. I, I like the way that David. David. So he says to Gareth, like trust, or he, he, he says, says to, to nobody, yeah. trust Camilla. Right. And then he looks, at, and then like he realizes, like, oh shit, like right. I'm in the middle of something. Right. And then he says to Gareth, <laughs> it isn't racist, is it? And then like he gives a quick glance to the camera. Right. <laughs> like, and Gareth says no. So he doesn't think it's racist. Right. 
So Gareth says, Prince Philip goes, is it bigger than a bread bin? And she goes, yeah. And Charles goes, is it something I can put in my mouth? She says, yeah. And then the queen goes, is it a black man's cock? And then David laughs really hard, and so does Gareth. And he's like, she's guessed it from those clues. He's like, well, that's that's a good, that's the sort of joke I would write. But you don't write jokes, you just told it. Um, but, you know, you did a good job. And then tells Gareth to do the thing with the cookie jar again. <laughs> they, they do the thing that, uh, like, so this joke gets told, like, what, three, three five, times? Three yeah. times, yeah. And every time, like, they say the punchline right at the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> every time. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that had to be very purposeful of, like, how bad they are at telling jokes is that you you do the setup, you do the punchline in the middle of the setup, and then you do the punchline at the end again. Right. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they don't, they cannot tell a joke to save their lives. No. Yeah. Um, so David's um, doing a voiceover to interview type thing, and he says it's a big day. The Swindon mob's arriving. He says if if you're asking for what type of vibe I'm going to lay down, it's going to be chill out, let's get to know each other type of vibe. Uh, Jennifer walks in and kisses Neil on the cheek. And Neil has been saying hi to everybody who shows up, and he's like kissing all the women on the Mm. cheek. And David's like, oh, kisses everyone means less. (laughs) David says that Jennifer's coming back to oversee the transition uh, and very much uh, holding Neil's hand, which is, I'm sure this is very daunting for him. And so this is an interesting one. This is another one of those scenes where he's so uncomfortable but trying to portray like confidence confidence uh-huh. he's standing next to a circle of people and they're all talking having a regular conversation and these are all like swindon folks most right? of most, them most mostly swindon folks are yeah good. i think they are yeah and you know they think they all are because uh-huh. he's standing on the edge of them and then dawn was like do you want a drink and he's like he's like oh i don't i don't drink uh and then she poured him some wine and he's like did you hear that i said i don't drink and they're all looking at him like oh you don't drink and uh, he's like, you know, and then he taps some guy on the shoulder and he's like, he, he thinks I don't drink. Do I drink? And then the guy turns and he sort of looks. It's the same guy from the fax machine. Oh, okay. And the guy sort of looks and he looks over and he's like, yeah, he drinks. And then just turns back around like, don't bother me. And then he just sort of awkwardly stands there next to this group of people trying to act like he's involved in their yeah, funny conversation like he's trying to get into the group but they won't create like physical space <laughs> for him to get in there right next is people are going into the conference room um to to sit down to listen to this speech or whatever and so david goes are you going to say a few words and neil says uh, just a few nothing much and then david says well don't be nervous keep it short and then bring me on and enjoy the show <laughs> and so neil's yeah, like okay neil's the open mic host right yeah <laughs> And so Neil's like, okay. So he's not being condescending or anything. He's just like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, and then David, David, we cut to him in an interview, and he's like, some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not me. I've had experience. At one of the Coventry conferences, some of us put on a little review. It was the main thing, and I did impressions of the conference coordinator, Eric Hitchmo. He talks like this and is always... And always says this one thing. I don't agree with that in the workplace. That's what he always says. I don't agree with that in the workplace. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, And and I did him as some famous people. I I compared him to Columbo, and I'd come out and he did a Columbo voice, (laughs) which I can't do that one. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Lieutenant Columbo. And I'd I'd say, I don't agree with that in the workplace. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so then he came out as basil faulty yes so uh from faulty towers i'm telling you faulty towers has a very big footprint i guess uh and then he does the eric hitchmo thing so anyway he's like basically saying he's doing these impressions impressions of eric hitchmo at this thing and it's just killing yes yeah killing always. yeah they were cracking up and they loved it because there's there's nothing vicious about what he said to to Eric Hitchmo. And some comedians would have picked on other stuff and been more nasty. Like he's got this withered hand, like Jeremy Beadle, but I didn't even mention it. There's no need to. So I looked up Jeremy Beadle. Yeah, he was a television personality best known for Beatles, Beatles About and You've Been Framed. Mm. 
So anyway, he had a withered hand apparently. A withered hand, <laughs> um, and a, so he's setting us up to let us know that you know he's going to do some impressions. He's going to kill. Yeah, he's he's done it before and he will do it again. <laughs> Uh, so now we're in the conference room, and Neil introduces himself. He says, you know, if you don't know me, my, Neil, my name is Neil Godwin. For those of you that do know me, please keep them shut or whatever. He's, keep shtum. Yeah. Which, it sounds like a Yiddish word. Yeah. I, shtum. Yeah. Keep shtum. Uh, and everybody laughed because, you know, like he's like, don't give away my secret that I suck or whatever. <laughs> you know? uh, he's like, I'm a man of simple pleasures. I don't need lovely houses, beautiful girls, and classy restaurants, so it's a good thing I moved to Slough. And then everybody <laughs>, laughs again. He goes, no, really, it's great being in Slough. Um, I've, I've spent the last year in Beirut, more laughter. And then he goes, I know that David is feeling a bit worried. And did you notice then David stands up because he thinks it's his time to be introduced? And, and then he doesn't introduce him. He's just talking. He's like, he's been a bit worried about talk, taking on these new staff as a manager. Uh, it means it's going to be a lot more responsibility for him. Now he'll have to delegate twice as much work, <laughs> and then they all laugh again. Uh, there will be perks for him. I'm sure he's looking forward to having a whole new group of men underneath him. And then they all go, ooh, you know. And he goes, anyway, here's the man at the top of the pile, David Brent. <laughs> and then David stands up, and he's like, thanks. Uh, what, what was he? He was saying something about me being on top of a pile of men, uh, like saying I was gay. And he has, by the way, he's got a handful of notes. He's like, and I'm not gay. In fact, I can honestly say I've never, and then they bleep him, but um, he acts like he's jerking off. And uh, that's probably enough. <laughs> he, says some, he says something horrible. <laughs> uh, and so then uh, he, nobody laughs, of course. And then everybody's like super uncomfortable because he stood in front of a room acting like he was jerking off. Right, onto on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets uncomfortable and he's like, ah. He's like, he just put me off. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, welcome to Slough to the new people. My name is David Brent and I've always been in the paper industry, haven't I? My parents opened a paper shop until it blew away because it was paper and no one laughs. And then he shuffles through his notes. <laughs> He's like, but there's better ones than that. Um, so he, I'll do. I'll keep going. He goes, uh, I'm not used to public squeaking. I piss pronounce a lot of my worms. And it's complete silence. He's like, oh. And then Tim, you see Tim kind of like puts his arms together. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and uh, slides down in his seat. David's like, oh, that was two Ronnies. You didn't, you, didn't you like that one? That's so he stole the joke. It wasn't even his joke. He stole it off the two Ronnies. He's like, that's classic stuff. And then somebody's cell phone rings. And, and the, that was a reference to the last episode, right? The Ronnie something, and then he was on the show with another guy named Ronnie. Yeah, and that that guy was like five feet tall. Oh, yeah, he was not disabled. So anyway, some somebody's uh, cell phone rings, and then he's like, turn the phone off. That's he's like, basically, that's why this is bombing because nobody's concentrating. You're not going to enjoy it as much. you got to focus. He goes, anyway, it, it's good to have you all here from Swindon. I hear they dropped an atomic bomb on Swindon, and it did about 15 pounds worth of damage. Complete silence again. And so this is, this is the epitome of going to an open mic and watching somebody who thinks they've got fucking solid gold, <laughs> and they eat shit the yeah. entire time. There's a guy that comes to the mic, uh, he's been there many weeks. He, he's got the exact same discomfort level on his face. I, he just he's smiling, trying to show that you know this is funny, but you can see him just withering on the inside, like uh. yeah. So this this is to me like watching an open mic comic just eat yeah. shit at a mic. But also at the same time believing that they're doing great. Yeah, just but, but David, showing up. David with, knows he's not doing good here. Oh no, yeah, no. I've I've seen where they show up and they. Th well, it's not they. I've done it too. But you think you've got something mm -hmm. and you think this is going to be good and then it's fucking terrible. Right. Um, how do you get out of it? Yeah, like right. you're into this now. Yeah, just leave the stage. Yeah, you're deep into this garbage, and what are you gonna do? Right. So, a lot, a lot of people, anybody with like some experience, would be like, okay, I'm gonna tell some jokes that I know work, right. at least so I can regain some uh, composure here, right. and then maybe get back into that. Uh -huh. um, or some people 
um, who are not experienced will just be like, okay, I think I'm done, and they'll just be done. And then there are some people who just... just double down. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what David does. <laughs> so he starts talking about um, Eric uh, Hitchmo. <laughs> but So this is like the two sides of David, because usually he, like, he thinks he's... I think of him as like that comic who shows up and just like to a dead room. Yeah. We'll walk off the stage and be like, oh, fucking kill tonight, man. Right. Like, that's what David thinks of himself mostly. Right. But but now he's faced with the reality of like. Yeah. Oh, he saw Neil like get a few laughs. Right. And he's getting none. Yeah. So he he goes, it's a good it's a good job Eric Hitchmo isn't here because you know what he'd say? I don't agree with that in the workplace, wouldn't he? And nobody laughs. And uh He's basically like, he starts doing all these Eric Hitchmo impressions that he did at this other thing where he does the Columbo. Yeah, and, and during the interview, he explained all of them during his interview right, right. before this. Yeah, so he starts redoing it all. Um, and then he does the Faulty Towers guy. Um, and then he starts like doing, doing like, uh, like the Nazi goose stepping thing, yeah. and pr- putting like the little yeah. his fingers on yeah, his upper the, lip, like yeah. it's a Hitler mustache. Yeah. And so that must be a basal faulty thing. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't agree does. with this in the workplace. Yeah. And he just, and he's like, don't you guys know? Don't do you know who? Because they're all silent. <laughs> and they're like, don't you know who Eric Hitchmo is? And then he goes, who's been to the Coventry conference? And like one guy raises his <laughs> hand. So he, he's he's. Crafted this entire set of stuff making fun of Eric Hitchmo, who's a guy that nobody knows except for this one guy. One the guy raises his hand. He's like, he's like, you don't know Eric Hitchmo, and the guy's like, yeah, but I don't think he talks like that. Uh, so, so this is the other, this is the other side of like an open mic comic who's just is bombing, yeah, and just like, fuck you guys, this is gold, yeah, this is comic gold, and you this guys just don't fault. get it. This is your fault yeah. for not laughing. David goes, he talks exactly like that, doesn't he, Gareth? And Gareth goes, I prefer the stuff you do about his little hand. <laughs> so he says he didn't mention it, but he does. Uh, uh, good callback. <laughs> yeah. And then David goes, I don't do stuff about his little hand. And Gareth goes, you do. Like, And he holds his hand up like this. He goes, the wanking claw. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, and then David says, says, has everyone heard of Harry Enfield? Uh, and they all say yes, and he's like, okay, then, uh, who's this? And then he goes, and this funny voice is like, I do not believe you wanted to do that. Only me. And then nobody laughs, and he's like, oh, come on. And then and he gets all exasperated and yeah. just goes and sits down. This this is like the most exasperated we've seen David yeah. up to this point. Yeah, so that's why I think he, he's like an open mic comic, because like he's got this he's got that thousand-yard stare where he's just like sitting there like, None of this worked. And he's just so upset. And angry. Yeah. Yeah, he's mad at at himself, at he's everybody. He's mad at Neil. He's mad at the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's like going through the stages of grief while he's sitting yes. there. Uh, and then Neil's like, uh, thanks, David. And David's like, what? He's like, well, thanks. And David goes, whatever. <laughs> And then Neil goes, there's plenty of wine sna- wine and snacks uh, if you want to leave or if you want to help yourselves to anything. So everybody gets up and leaves. And as they do, the camera just stays focused on David's face. Oh, and he's man. just, you can tell he's just sitting there just drowning just, in. Just doing. Yeah. We go out and there's just people talking and stuff. And uh, Tim's talking to Jennifer and she's like, you know, telling him, you know, basically they must just be talking about him getting this new job. Mm-hmm. And so this then, is one of those scenes that doesn't show up in the script. Oh, really? Like all of this stuff. Okay. Yeah, there's the stuff with Gareth and the woman and Brenda in the wheelchair. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Dawn walks by and he call, kind of calls her over and she's so, sort of excited to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I realize you've been off reception for an hour and I don't know if we're missing any calls. Uh, could you check? check the messages and she's like yeah and then he's like cheers and he like turns back around to talk to this big wig Jen, jennifer now you know and so that's a sort of like one of those things where you know um yeah. it's set, definitely setting something up yeah and, and i like this uh this exchange between gareth and brenda he's like bent down and talking to her i've got a maid in a wheelchair do you not really a maid i don't like him much <laughs> Yeah, so that's some of the small talk that's happening. Yeah. Um, and then David comes out, and he has developed his excuse now. 
for why that sucked. Mm-hmm. He's like, lunchtime gigs are the worst, which um, <laughs> I've I've heard comics say that uh, numerous yeah. times. But the fact that he called it also called it a gig, <laughs> right. rather than like I'm welcoming you to the workplace. <laughs> right. He goes. He goes. I don't think warm, Neil warmed them up to be honest. And he basically says this stuff like went over everybody's head. Yeah. And he's like, he's not a professional comedian. And uh, one, the one, some guy goes, well, he was funny. And David goes, often an amateur will stitch up a professional. Uh, here's one I should have told you. And then he tells that joke. See the, the whole com- thing. The, com- the twenty questions joke. Yeah, the Camilla Parker Bowles. The whole tells the whole joke. Well, he starts to tell the whole joke, and just as he gets to the punchline. Uh, he goes, the queen goes, it's a black man's, and then a black guy walks up and stands next to them, and David just stops telling the joke. And uh, the guy goes, oh, his name's Oliver. He goes, oh, sorry, were you telling a joke? And David's like, nope, that was it. And he doesn't finish the joke. And the other guy goes, what did the queen say? And Oliver goes, wait, what What was the joke? And the guy goes, the guy goes, it was the royal pl- family was playing 20 questions, and the guy, the black, or Oliver goes, he goes, oh, it's not the... One about the black man's cock, is it? And uh, David's like, uh, it might be. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, that's all right. It's funny. David looks at him. He goes, harmless. Well done. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, he basically is giving him credit for, like, you know, being comfortable with this joke. You're right. Being comfortable with the racism, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's, he's a good bloke because he doesn't, he's not too sensitive. Right. And then he stands there, and they all sort of look at each other uncomfortably, and he goes, have you met this little lady? Lady? <laughs> and she points to the woman in the wheelchair. Brenda. Yeah. That was, ugh. So now um, we go to David's office, and Jennifer is um, chastising him. And she's like, it's just a shame this hap- had to happen on Neil's first day, but I've had a complaint from one of the new intake. And David is sitting on a couch with gareth <laughs> yeah, like gareth really there? close really close to each other <laughs> yes. like it's like a love seat and yeah. they're like touching shoulders yeah and there's room enough to have space oh, okay. but gareth is literally <laughs> up against him and david's like what's the complaint and jennifer says i can't believe you think the way to welcome people is by telling racist jokes and david's like no uh he's like he thought he thought it was funny so i don't know why he's complaining about it now jennifer goes he it was a woman he goes, oh, I assumed it was the, uh, and then a new guy is what he says. And then, like he moves his hand across his face, like, like, like yeah. oh, the, the guy with the stuff on his face, you yeah. know, <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, whoever it was, whoever it was, it was wrong because it wasn't racist. She goes, well, what is it? And he goes, what, the joke? And she's like, yeah, what's the gist of the joke? And he goes, well, it won't be funny now. <laughs> it wasn't funny in the first place. No. She goes, I don't care. What's the content? And so then he tells the joke again. And he and Gareth are laughing through yeah. the whole thing. Like, it's just such a great joke. And, yeah, they're just giggling like schoolboys. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jennifer goes, I can see why someone would be a, would find that offensive. And he goes, it's not racist, though. He didn't say anything bad about black people. She goes, yeah, it, you know, it is. He goes, why is that racist? So... So I do like this that she just like said it outright like yeah. like I'm just going to say it like we're not going to dance around it yeah. and she just says it's about a black man's cock right. like like we're just we're having a serious conversation yeah so like <laughs> we're just going to confront it head on yeah I'm not having a, I'm not confronting it as well as she <laughs> he goes yeah uh, it could be anyone it could be or he goes why is that racist it could ha- happens to be a black man's cock it could be equally she goes. She goes, you're using the stereotype, the ethnic stereotype that all black men have large penises because you think that makes it, fun- makes it funnier. He goes, it's not insulting, though. It's a compliment. <laughs> God, he sucks. Uh, and she goes, oh, so all black people should be flattered that their only achievement in the world is having oversized genitalia. He goes, I'm saying they shouldn't be ashamed of them. She goes, it's a myth. And then Gareth's like, I don't know, Jennifer, I could show you a magazine. And then he holds his hands up, like, really far apart. And she goes, could you? And he goes, well, I haven't got it. Gareth is, he's like, well, I haven't got it with me, but the next time you're in. So he's got the magazine. It's just at home, I guess. But also, like, why is Gareth in this meeting? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because he's assistant to the manager. Um, oh, man. 
He's like, well, I could just change it and not mention the color. And she goes, or you could save those jokes for your free time and not tell them in the workplace. And then he's like, well, it was his joke and points to Gareth. He told it to me. She's like, you've heard my opinion. Now let's get back out there. As they're walking out, Neil and David are the last two out. And she's, he's like, she's right to be she's right to be careful because some of them can be a little bit sensitive. So, And like, Neil's like, who? He goes, you know, some people, some... And he can't think of it. He wants to talk about, like, women or that maybe... He's like, he goes, some people can take things the wrong way, as an actor says to the bishop. <laughs> so that's what she said. Yeah, so so coming out of this very serious meeting, like, he's right back into it. Right. He's like, that's not a gay stereotype. I'm not saying that that's wrong. What I'm saying is it's a way. Some women like it the wrong way, and they're straight. So... He's, he's like, it doesn't matter if you're straight or gay. A lot of people are. One in ten, apparently. That seems a bit high, doesn't it? But you but you, you may be gay, and if you are, good luck to you. Just make sure it's legal and be safe, okay? And as they walk out, Tim, or he just uh, slaps uh, Neil on the back. Yeah, like, the, like they're old buddies. Right. Oh, man. All right, um, so this next part is Gareth being interviewed, and he's talking about how people can't keep up with what the acceptable terminology is. Um, and he says his dad, for example, is not as cosmopolitan and educated oh, as he is. So Gareth is very cosmopolitan. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't understand new trendy words. So he's using uh, politically correct words. He's calling them trendy, I guess. Yeah. So he'll, he said he'll say poofs instead of gays. So I don't know if that's... A, Derogatory, but if it is, I'm sorry. It is. Yes. Is it? Damn. It's okay. We're we're not using the we're not using the term. Like it we're feels just, very much like yes. I'm using it. I don't want to use it. Yeah. I'll say birds instead of women, and I'm not going to say this next one. I'm just not going to do it. He says some really racist stuff uh, about people of color. Yes. He, he uses one one wrong term for a person of color. And replaces it with another wrong term for a person of yeah, color. <laughs> he uses a really bad one and replaces it with a really bad one. And neither one of them are the N-word. So <laughs> keep your mind whirling with that, I guess. Um, oh, man. Um, so there, now we're out in the office area and there's people hanging out. Tim is uh, standing next to a pretty girl. And she's uh, eating. And... I don't know if you noticed this, but she's like licking her fingers and then going oh, back in and grabbing stuff with her bare hands. I'm like, what kind of savage are you, lady? Yeah. But Tim's looks, sort of flirting with her a little yeah. bit. Looks different in the post-COVID years, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim's sort of flirting with her a little bit. And he, I like when he, he goes, uh, where's the one thing where he says, he's like, uh, he goes, it's Rachel, isn't it? And she goes, she kind of looks at him and she goes, Tim. And, and he goes, well done. And then Gareth comes up and goes, Gareth Keenan. And she's like, well, hi. And then Keith's standing to the side, and he just goes, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer walks up to a group of guys, or Jennifer is with a group of guys, and then David walks up. Mm-hmm. And the group of guys are the guys from Swindon, including Oliver. Um, and David goes, Jenny, you've met Oliver. And he's like, she goes, yes. And he goes, good lad, we were having a good laugh earlier, weren't we? And she goes, Oliver goes, oh, yeah. And he kind of like looks away. And David goes, did you like that joke I told about the royal family? He goes, yeah, it was funny. And Jennifer goes, David, we've talked about this, and I think I've made myself perfectly clear. He goes, yep, interesting. And she's like, well, I'll see you later. And she walks away, and he goes, she should chill out a bit more, shouldn't she? She's like, maybe get a bit of the old ganja. And he acts like he's smoking weed. And then he looks at Oliver, and he goes, you know what I mean. Of course you do. He goes, meetings would be very different, wouldn't they? Uh, David, I've called this meeting because I want you, you to go to the 24-hour garage and get me some hobnobs uh, like Scooby-Doo eating all those Scooby snacks because he's got the munchies. Uh, not so much Scooby-Dooby-Dooby-Doo. And, he, and then he goes, or like, Raggy. <laughs> Raggy. Yeah. yeah. And then the next scene is him being chastised by Jennifer in his office again. <laughs> He's like, I was not advocating advocating the use of drugs. I was talking to someone on their level because I can communicate with people from all walks of life. Very much how he would think, I would bet. So I, I like the construction of that, that. Like, 
they didn't belabor this. It's just like, we, we're just going to give you the bare amount of information you need to understand what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, he's getting chastised again. <laughs> yeah. Tim is with Rachel and Gareth. And so it goes, Rachel, so she's the cute girl, new girl, and then Gareth, and then Tim standing side by side. Gareth's in the middle. And uh, they're talking about eating snacks or whatever. And he's like, he go, Tim goes, so when did you come up? And she goes, Saturday. Gareth, I forgot. They're standing there next to each other, and Gareth just like goes snacks. <laughs> and, uh, Tim goes, "When did you come up?" And she goes, "Saturday." And Gareth goes, "Ah, oh, Saturday." <laughs> Tim goes, "Was it your mom or your boyfriend or whatever who drove you up?" And she goes, "No, my brother came up with me." Tim goes, "Okay. Uh, have you got ties in Swindon, or are you staying up here?" And she goes, oh, "I'll be going back on the weekends." And Tim goes, "All right." Um, and then Gareth just goes, sorry. So have you got a boyfriend or not? She goes, no. Uh, uh, and, and then she goes, I think I left my drink over there. She wasn't like rude or, or she yeah, wasn't like no, uncomfortable no, with no, the question really. She just left to go get her drink. And well, I, I got the sense like, oh, I, I got to get little. out of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth goes, Tim, uh, I, I know you don't mean to, but you're cramping my style. <laughs> Tim's like, what? And Gareth goes, I'm kind of planning on getting off with her. And uh, Tim goes, uh, and what if I liked her? And Gareth goes, I saw her first mate. And Tim goes, well, how does that work? And Gareth does the thing where he points at his own two eyes with his index and his middle finger and then just points like off into space <laughs> with those two fingers. Tim goes, oh, so you've won the argument now that you've done that. Okay. Or everyone's hanging out, and, Tim, and Dawn's at her desk, and Tim walks by. And Dawn goes, hey, they came for the package. And Tim goes, oh, great. Um she goes, yeah, uh, no problem. And she goes, I'm so bored. And he goes, oh, okay. And she goes, do you want to wind up Gareth for a bit? He goes, uh, I don't think so. He's he's busy. She goes, so? And he goes, well, so am I. And uh, Dawn, actually, you should be too. And he walks away, and she just looks at him like she's doesn't even know who he is You're anymore. Right, yep. Now she's like sitting, he's at his desk and she's like glaring at him and he kind of must feel the weight of that. And he turns and looks and then she looks away. Mm -hmm. Then he grabs his day planner and he walks up and he's like, hey, listen, I've been checking my diary and uh, I've been overlooking something. It says, um, it says uh, there's an actually a 20 minute window where I've got, it says here to wind up Gareth with Dawn. Uh, So shall we do that? And she gets excited and they get up and go do that. Gareth's like, and you can't see it, it's just from another room and you hear gareth go oh no i'm not in the mood i'm working and tim goes gareth just one quick question did you see that film gay lords say no and he says no and then that makes don laugh that's such like a 16 year old boy joke yeah it's funny because like i don't know do you think back in 2000 like tim's like the tim and don are the good people in this show and they're making like gay jokes yeah and i I think it goes back to what we talked about the world was really different 20 years ago yeah i think uh, just like i think homophobia was much more widely accepted yeah like even you know like good people would make those kind of jokes yeah david call after like neil and jennifer left david calls everybody together and he's like he want, he's like, I mainly want to talk to the Swindon lot here. Some of you seem to have gotten off onto the wrong foot with me. So they got off on the wrong foot with him. It was their fault. Yeah. Um, you didn't like some of the jokes I told earlier. And you've got to chill out. Trust me, this is what I do, all right? You will never work in a place like this again. This is brilliant. Fact. He goes, and you'll never have another, another boss like me. Someone who's basically like a chilled out entertainer. So maybe some of you didn't understand the jokes I was making and misinterpreted one and went to Jennifer. And I'm a little bit annoyed that you go to Jennifer and not me. And who was it that complained? Uh, this is not a witch hunt. You know, who was it? And I like, as soon as he asks, like the two women who went to Jennifer raised their hands. It was like, who sent this, or who's seen this video of me <laughs> getting jizzed on? And everybody's like, uh, uh. So the two women raised their hands and he's like, oh, two of you, good. Why did you think you could go to Jennifer and not me? And the woman, her name is Trudy, she goes, because I don't know you and I didn't like the kind of joke you were telling. And I don't think someone in your position should be laughing at black people. And then David says, it's funny that only two of you thought that out of everyone. But, you know, um, there's a guy standing next to him and he goes, I didn't like it either. And he goes, right, proves my point. Swindon, you're new. You just don't know me. 
And then the guy from the fax machine earlier, he goes, I'm not new, and I found it quite offensive. And he goes, right, well, he didn't, and he points to Oliver. And then the the lady's like, well, what's he got to do with it? And he goes, if he doesn't mind us laughing at him, what harm's been done? And so that's such a... This is like some next-level shit, right? It's Mm -hmm. like he's portraying himself as this giant piece of shit to get this point across. Which is that it? It is a shitty thing to do, you know what I mean? David is. No, no, the show is. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh, right. <laughs> not David yes. is not. <laughs> so, so yeah, and and that's what I kept thinking through this whole thing is that like in some way it's putting a mirror up, mm-hmm. right? And, and that David is is the the bad one, and everybody else is kind of on this other side, and it's just putting a mirror up on David, making David confront yeah what you know what he does. In the world, yeah, and so even even as hard as like the racism and the homophobia is, um, and the and the misogyny, in a way, I feel like it's really calling it out. Like it's a it's, yeah. it's a satire almost. Yeah, it's or, or it is a satire. Yeah, it's hard for me to separate Ricky Gervais from David. Mm-hmm. So like it just feels like this is how he feels. <laughs> right, this so, is who he is. Yeah. yeah, and I think that the shitty thing he's doing here is like, okay, see this this black guy. He's a representative for all black people, right? So, like, right. if he's not offended, then right. all of you people just need to shut shut up. Right. But then she says, which is a great line, yes. she's like, why sh- Why is it only black people should be offended by racism? <laughs> it's a great line. Yes. And it's true. Yeah. And fucking David just shuts down. Yeah, he's like, good point. <laughs> First sensible thing you've said all day. I, he's like, I say. After being, uh, like awkwardly silent for for right. several seconds yeah he's like i say come one come all we're all the same trudy goes so why is it that you only got one black guy in the whole organization he's like wrong uh indian fella in the warehouse and there used to be one indian fella uh, up here lovely chap he left didn't like it. it was up to him you know if i had my way the place would be full of them and he points at, at oliver and he goes wouldn't it gareth and gareth goes uh yeah or half and half and he, and then David says to the guys, "You're half and half, aren't you?" I'm like, oh God. <laughs> like, just when you think it can't get any worse, it, they find a way to get worse. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because, like, you know, uh, our buddy Mitch has a joke where he's, you know, he's um, multiracial. Yeah. Um, and he tells a joke about how uh, people are always like, "What are you?" Mm-hmm. And he, when he first started telling that joke years ago. Yeah, it was totally different, but I loved the way he would just say, well, currently I'm offended. <laughs> uh, I never heard that one. Yeah. Uh. yeah. What are you? Offended right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's simple, and mm-hmm. he's, he's developed it into a lot of yeah, funny stuff. Yeah. And he in the guy, and Oliver's like, yeah, I'm mixed race. And he goes, oh, that's my favorite. David goes, that's my favorite. That's what I'm trying to achieve. That That's the melting pot. And he starts doing this thing with his fingers yeah, linking them together the fingers together yeah, and he goes so there's your racist for you and like like he proved a point somehow right, right. Oh, and then tim and dawn are sitting or at tim's desk and they're sort of she's relaying the story back to him because he wasn't there mm. and uh they're laughing and then they he's and he starts dancing with her like puts his arm around her and they're dancing yeah, like like it's like a small world or whatever right yeah. like we're all just one big family, yeah. and we're just dancing. And yeah, <laughs> and then Lee comes in oh, and, and grabs Tim and shoves him up against the wall, and then walks away. And then Dawn like leaves the room really fast. Tim stands there for a second, looks around, and then goes and sits at his desk awkwardly. And then that's the end. Mm. And then after the credits, you see Dawn cleaning up from the party. Yeah. yeah. And she's the only one cleaning up from the party. Everybody's gone except her. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So for for as hard as this is, I, I I do feel like they're trying to do something bigger. Ricky Gervais has, has written maybe the worst protagonist on television <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um. And and is willing to like make a clown out of himself. And so. Very early on, he's talking about like how he's this comedy team with Finchie, you know, and they got a straight man, and well, but neither one of them are straight men because they both do, you know, they both do bits. But but like everybody else is a straight man to Tim's or to to David's like terribleness, right? Except Gareth. Right. 
somehow Garrett is like one step beyond David without being aware that he's one step beyond David. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I said this earlier in this episode or we said it off mic, but that uh, I think Garrett's like little speech about how we don't, how his dad doesn't know how to use the right words anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's like MAGA summed up in one sentence. Yeah. You're like, you know, why do I got to care about these people? Fuck them. Right. Yeah. Fuck your feelings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plenty of those going around. I saw some douchebag at the uh, airport going to Chicago, and he was wearing a sweatshirt, and it just had, it, it said the word your feelings, and it had like this stick man like humping. Oh yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, what, what are you? What are you proving? What are you putting out in the world yeah. right now? Like, how do you? Ma- how is that making anything better? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to trigger some libs out in Chicago. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, somebody will be triggered and freak out and have a, you know, argument with him and he'll feel good. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah look at those look at those fucking pussy ass libs getting upset about my dumb t-shirt. <laughs> Can't say anything anymore. <laughs> Offending some <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that's that's Garrett's point, right? Like you can't say anything, or David's point, like you can't say anything without offending somebody. And right. it's just a joke, man. Right. It's always just been a joke. I right. don't know why people don't don't find it funny. Right. It's about to get worse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's so I, I think about like the iconic scenes from that that I remember from watching this show. How many ever years ago? Yeah. And so there there were several from the first season. So like. Will there ever be a boy that swims faster than a shark? <laughs> was one of them. You got a cock, you got a cock, you got a cock. And uh, there's another one coming up in the, uh, the next couple episodes. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait that to you're going to love. You're oh, gonna love boy. It. <laughs> I can't wait to relive it on this. <laughs> All right. Hey, you've been listening to us and Mike Waste Time watching TV, Season 5, Episode 7. Yeah. Let's not be racist next time. <laughs>